Hey guys, from the National Religious Broadcasters Convention in Nashville, Tennessee, it's episode 236, How to Live by Faith with Jeremy Camp. Let's do it. This is the definitive podcast for helping you plan, create, and execute dynamic worship experiences at your church. Useful, practical content in the areas of production, worship, communications, first impressions, and more. This is Making Sunday Happen. Hey guys, welcome to Making Sunday Happen. We're recording from the Gaylord Hotel and Convention Center in Nashville, Tennessee at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention, the NRB. We've been here all week and uh, we've seen some amazing uh, speakers and sessions. Um, uh, Secretary of Education Betsy DeVos was here. Attorney General William Barr was here. Um, actor, producer, director Kevin Sorbo was here. We got an interview with him that we're going to be uh, sharing in the next couple of weeks. Um, all uh, uh, named pastors and speakers, Ali Stuckey, and, uh, who's a, a big-name conservative podcaster, and Kay Arthur, and all kinds of speakers and exhibitors are here. And uh, we're excited uh, to be here. I'm leading the, the volunteer team for this event. Uh, it's an amazing event. Um, and uh, we are super excited to be here. So uh, this week and the next few weeks of shows, uh, we will be recording uh, from the NRB, so we can't wait to share some of the footage and the interviews that we got uh, while we uh, have been here this week. This week on the show, I'm gonna welcome singer, songwriter, musician, worship leader, Jeremy Camp to the show. The brand new movie, I Still Believe, is in theaters on March 13th, so it's coming up fast. And I'll be talking with Jeremy about the movie, uh, about songwriting, about worship leading, and about how to walk by faith when tragedy hits. We're going to talk about how Jeremy uh, walked by faith through a personal, very personal tragedy uh, that he had to go through through his life and ministry, and the movie details that. So if you're a worship leader and you're dealing with a tragedy in your life or any church staff member, this is a great episode for you. I know uh, a few months ago we talked with Mike Weaver from Big Daddy Weave about something similar uh, when he lost uh, some family members and had just uh, gone through a bunch of tragedy. And how, how do you serve in ministry? How do you continue to pastor people when you're going through tragedy yourself? So that's what we're going to be talking about some with Jeremy. You're going to get to see behind-the-scenes stuff from the movie um, so that uh, and also some resources that you can provide to your church and to your volunteer team. This is a great movie uh, to take your volunteers to if you are a church media director, communications director. If you want to gather up your team, gather up your volunteers to go see this movie. Uh, take some tissues because it is a tearjerker and uh, you're gonna really enjoy it. The production value, everything about the movie is fantastic. I still believe it's coming to theaters March 13th. All right, so before we jump into my interview with Jeremy, I want you to see this little clip of some behind the scenes stuff about the film. Check this out. After I can only imagine, Andy and I weren't even looking for another music movie. I still believe. But when you encounter a story that good and that meaningful and that inspiring, we both say this has to be our next film. The DNA of our brand, it constantly comes back to a rush of hope. I think Jeremy and Melissa's story speaks specifically to that. 
really a gift to be able to tell a true life story. There's something really special to it. I think I Still Believe kind of chose us. The film itself really is a beautiful love story, and so we all kind of can relate to that. Just the idea that he's willing to endure whatever version of life that they get together just because he wants to have every moment with her, that to me is like romance. I hope people, after seeing the love between Jeremy and Melissa, think, wow, I hope that I can one day be in love like that. We see the joy, we see the hope, we see the inspiration that these two in their relationship provide. And that was the whole heart of it. That's what sold us on the movie. It's a really authentic story that shows young love going through some of the biggest challenges that you can imagine. I still believe. I am so scared. But if one person's life is changed by what I go through, be worth it. Jeremy goes into this knowing that he's up for a battle and yet he wants to be part of the army to fight with her. This is a love that goes beyond fear, that goes beyond any doubt. I don't know the answers to your questions, but I do know this, that my life is not full in spite of the disappointments. It's full because of them. That's what this movie is about, is journeying through your biggest fear and coming out the other side still believing, still loving God. This is something that God gave me as a gift to heal me, and I believe that God's going to use it to heal many people. I can't wait for the world to see this movie. I've never met anyone like you before. I'm just one star in an infinite galaxy. Some stars shine brighter than others. Hey guys, today I welcome singer-songwriter Jeremy Camp. Jeremy has released over 11 albums over his career, four of them gold certified. The brand new movie, I Still Believe, is a story about loss, grief, and the spiritual journey that followed. The film hits theaters on March 13th. Jeremy, man, welcome. Thanks for hanging Thank out. You. Appreciate your time, man. Hey, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. So how weird is it having a movie about your life? <laughs> it's funny people ask me that and I'm like yeah it's it's well you don't think growing up that one day all of a sudden they're gonna make a movie on your yeah. life it just doesn't even it's not even a thing where you even have in the back of your mind actually. and who's gonna play me yeah exactly I think that's the whole thing too when they first started asking about casting they're like we have some ideas and some people I had no clue I'm like well who are they gonna get and they're talking about these different actors that actually pretty big actors and I was kind of like really and then they, it's funny because when they asked about KJ, I didn't really know who he was. And so yeah. I was kind of like, oh, is that, is that going to be okay to have this kid that, that I don't know who he is? And, and all of a sudden I realized he's a huge actor <laughs> that, <laughs> that among, among the younger generation is like, yeah. you know, they all know who he is and love him. So he was yeah, man. amazing. So. All right. So we'll get into the uh, cast a little bit more in a minute, but tell, tell us a, a little bit about the the story. So this is your early life. So for, yeah. for those who may not know, give us a snapshot of what we're going to see on screen. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's one of those things where it, it takes my, my life from going from small town, Lafayette, Indiana, going off to college, 
and I met this girl named Melissa and she was incredible. I kind of, for me, it was kind of love at first sight because I remember when I first saw her, you know, we were in this worship kind of moment and, and I looked up and she just had this look on her face. Like she was in the presence of, of Jesus. And I think for me that attracted me to her so much. And so the whole story is our love story and how we met and the ups and downs, of course, of, of love and how that happens. But it really shares a lot of um, the battle that we went through when we found out she had cancer. Yeah. Uh, we got engaged during um, the time that we knew she had cancer and weren't sure what was going to happen. But I just knew I wanted to be with her no matter what. And, uh, you know, I don't want to give away the story if people don't know it. But mm-hmm. um, it was hard. And the story shows the hard struggle. And it shows um, the wrestle with the Lord and how I went through that. And that's what I love about this film, too. It's very transparent, you know. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not, it's not a fluffy film. That's everything was tied in a perfect knot, you know, bowed up perfectly. It was raw and real. And that really was what happened. And so I think for me to get out there, this story that points people to Jesus, um, is for me, the whole reason why I'm doing it, because who cares about a movie? If it's just a movie, um, there's gotta have a purpose behind it. And the purpose is we all go through hardships and trials, but Jesus is the answer. Well, man, I, I got to see a screening of the film a few months ago. Um, oh, wow. In kind of a raw form. They were still doing yeah. some uh, crowd uh, inserts and special effects yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, but, man, I, I got to tell you, the, the, I was surprised by it. Just the, the power yeah. of the story, the performances. Um, yeah. I mean, all of it just came together well. Um, what did what, you think of the final product? Are you happy with how it turned out? Yeah, I think, honestly, it – was better than I expected. And, you know, I will say that I actually had really high expectations because, you know, when Lionsgate, who is a major yeah. movie yeah. studio, when they decided to take on the project with the Urban Brothers, yeah. uh, I was like, well, I'm sure they, they're not going to do anything cheesy. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're going right. to do the best that they can. And so I had high expectations and it exceeded yeah. my expectations. Yeah. I think that was incredible because I didn't think that could happen because I, I really was looking for something great and they did an amazing job so yeah well man the the films just keep getting better and better uh, better yeah. the the Irwins uh coming right off no. of i can only imagine uh onto Incredible. this one um awesome um all right so what are some things that they got right what are some things that they <laughs> embellished or meshed together characters that were a conglomeration to, yeah. give me the give us the real scoop come on yeah you know what's what's great about it is that Everything there was a it was so accurate um, that I'll give you the three things in it. You know, it's kind of the inside scoop that uh, they had to place two characters together. So Jean Luc, who was my mentor in the story, um, he knew Melissa. He was my mentor. Um, He was a musician. All that that's real. Um, But what happened was there was another guy who was a good friend of mine that actually liked Melissa. Um, But I I don't want I hate saying that because I don't want to like. But they had to mesh those those stories together and um, because they, they couldn't develop two characters. There's only two hours that you get. Uh, mm-hmm. But I talked to both the guys and I hate even saying that. I'm probably not supposed to even say that, but, um, but that was one of the major things they had to do just to, to not develop too many characters in the story, but it doesn't take away or it doesn't feel like it's embellished. Does that make sense? It feels yeah. completely um, it's okay. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not a big part of the story. That's like, has to be this guy. Um, right. And that's pretty much that. And then, um, you know, honestly, we got engaged randomly, like you'll see in the movie. That was real. It's a little more romantic probably than what I 
um, did, but it definitely was, <laughs> but it, they gave you a little bit more chops there, huh? Yeah, they did. But <laughs> it definitely was as random as that where she didn't know what I was doing. And I was like, Hey, you know, if we're going to get married, then we got to be able to walk this together. And that happened that, that moment of like, wait, you're asking me to marry you. That really happened. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. So one thing I heard is that, um, Gary Sinise, who plays your dad, dude, you had Lieutenant Dan, what an incredible actor playing the the role of your dad. I, I loved uh, that. Um, but uh, th- there's a moment, I don't want to give too much away, but there's a moment where kind of in your bedroom uh, the, with a, where those two characters talk, your, your dad yep. and you. Um, yep. And so I know that was kind of a conglomeration of some things that your dad had told you over a yes. period of time. Is that right? Which is true, yeah. And, you know, one of the things that's said – uh, in the film that is very much my dad is he sat down and Gary said this to, to, you know, KJ or my dad to me in the film. And he said, my life uh, is not full um, in spite of my disappointments is full because of them. And that, that is literally an accurate portrayal of yeah. the heart behind my dad and, and him ministering to me. So it was a beautiful moment. I think people, it's going to be a very touching, real raw moment. That's going to yeah. be in, in powerful. Well, I mentioned Gary Sinise. Tell me about the cast uh, of the film yeah. for those who may not know. Um, so there's, of course, Gary Sinise playing my dad, which is crazy. Um, Shania Twain actually plays my mom, which is another one that people are pretty shocked about. <laughs> like, how does Shania Twain <laughs> play your mom? How does that feel? That's pretty crazy. Um, and then this kid, KJ Appa, actually is, um, you know, playing... Oh, sorry, you there. My, my yeah, phone did something yeah, weird. Keep going. Um, this kid, KJ Appa, is playing me, and he was in a TV show called Riverdale and a bunch of other movies like Dog's Purpose. And yeah. he did an incredible job. He has a huge following I didn't even know uh, was there. And the the comments from his fans are they're ready to see it. They can't wait. Britt Robertson has been in like Tomorrowland with, with George Clooney, and she was in Dan in Real Life with, you know, Steve Carell. And yep. just, she's been in a lot of amazing movies and she's actually an amazing actress like you said i think you'll be surprised on how well they portrayed and the love story and the chemistry all that kind of stuff it feels very real and very authentic i think you'll be blown away yeah you're not going to get so a a lot of people that talk to to uh me about christian movies is uh we used to have a kind of a disclaimer well if you can you can get past the acting it's all right Uh, Right. this is not that kind of movie it's not that uh, at all. No, the acting is is top notch. Uh, the yeah. story, the production, everything about it is just uh, uh, very, very well done. Um, okay, so tell me some of the difficult times. So was there anything in filming that really stirred up like, oh man, I don't know if I can see that or watch that. Oh, 100%. I mean, there's there's a couple moments where one time I, they were filming and I had to leave and I just broke down and my wife came, you know, walking after me and just, I laid my head on her shoulder and just cried. And, you know, it's, it's the reality of this. It wasn't like, you know, oh, this is going to be great and exciting. It's like, it's going to bring up hard things. And I think that's one thing I always try to tell people is that it's, it's the hardest part of my life. You know, it's the most difficult moment. There's a hard grief that I went through and pain that I went through. And it's gotten brought up. And so, you know, it's, it's raw and it's not an open wound, but it's a scar that you look at and are reminded of, of some of the pain. And, but 
you know, I look now at my family and what God has done, looking at my family and, and the doors that God's opening to minister the gospel. And I'm like, Lord, this is beyond what I could even fathom. And, uh, but not without hardship. I watched the movie and I broke down every time I watch it, I break down. So yeah. it's reality of what it is. So you mentioned that the movie does not wrap up in a pretty bow. Um, so tell me what it was like in real life to, you guys got married, you went on your honeymoon, um, uh, things were looking up and then yeah. things were looking down very quickly. Yeah. Tell me about yes. that period and how God kind of took you through that time. Yeah. So basically, I mean, the whole thing behind the story, which is, was hard, um, just even reliving it was the fact that, you know, I knew going into getting engaged with her that we didn't know what was going to happen. That, that, that I knew that. So the reality was there. But I think once we went through chemotherapy and things were looking better, I think that there was just this, we thought we'd gotten through it. Mm-hmm. And when we were on our honeymoon and she noticed some, some pain in her stomach and some complications, like stomach felt swollen. And all of a sudden it was just kind of this feeling of what's happening here. Um, and the fear started kind of coming up again. And so we got back home and that's when the, the doctor said that she had weeks to months to live. And it was just the whole, the whole, I think, um, up and down of the situation that you'll see in the movie. It's really hard to swallow the reality of that. But, you know, you don't end up, though, leaving, even though I said it's not wrapped up in a nice little bow. And, you know, it, you, you end up feeling hopeful, though. Yeah. And I think that's the beautiful thing about it, as you know, as you've seen it. Um, but you just see the real raw factor of it. And I think that that's so important because you see me getting angry. You see me, you know, in despair and that, that was all real stuff. And so, um, but you walk away feeling hopeful. I think that's the beautiful thing about it. So with that, talk to people who think that maybe, uh, surrendering your life to Christ is is a bed of roses. It's going to be, it's going to be pretty pastures from here on out. (laughs) <laughs> obviously not the case obviously, right? And, and you live that so tell yeah. me how this story is going to really hit those people who are wrestling with maybe salvation or wrestling with god i gave my life to you i mean things should be yeah. better than this yeah um tell me yeah, how there, you wrestle with that you know there's a, there's a bunch of things i mean i've of course i've it's been a while and i've walked through a journey of all this too and i've yeah. heard story after story and had conversations one thing I can, I can tell people, and I tell people all the time, Jesus actually never did say that once you come to me, everything's fine. He actually said the complete opposite. He goes, you know, I say these things that you'll have peace. In this world, you will face trials of many kinds, but take heart, I've overcome the world. And there is this automatic, like, he doesn't leave us in a place where he's like, everything is going to be great when you come to me. He many times says, the world will hate you on account of me. Like, you're going to go through trials but I've overcome the world, but I am the answer. I'm the one that's going to walk you through it. I'm going to actually leave with you my spirit. Cause he says to the disciples, I leave with you my spirit so that you're not left alone to do this on your own. He, so he never promises to not allow us to go through those things. He always promises that he'd be with us during them and give us the strength and ability that we need. And I think that reality and the reality of that scripture, it says, this is a momentary affliction. It's momentary compared to, the weight of glory in store for us in heaven. I think that's the beauty, beauty of it is that it's in the moment, it's hard because it doesn't feel momentary. It feels like it's everything. But when you realize in light of eternity and a light of his kingdom, it is, it's momentary. It's, it's nothing compared to what we have waiting for us in heaven. And, you know, I always 
encourage people. Here's three kind of things that I've, I've learned in this. God promises. So when you're going through something like this, okay, he promises he'll never leave you and forsake you. So even though you feel like he's far away, he's not. He's, he's I'm going to be here. I'm not going to forsake you or leave you. That same scripture I said, it's momentary affliction. You know, yeah. it's, this is momentary. And then on the, at the other crux of a, of a grief moment is going, Jesus actually did say, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He had a question moment. Did he sin in that? Absolutely, because he didn't sin. But he had a question moment. He wasn't questioning God or doing this whole thing, but he was just, why? And I think that people needed the freedom to say, why? It's okay. God's big enough. He's okay. He's, he's big enough to handle our questions. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But there's a point where what did Jesus say right after that on the cross? He goes, but, but into thy hands, I commit my spirit. There is a surrender to his will. You have to have a point where you don't get stuck and you actually surrender to his will. And I think that's the huge thing about grief is like, it's okay to grieve. It's okay to have questions and, and to, to be confused and be hurt and all that. But you have to kind of at some point go, I don't understand. This doesn't make sense. This hurts really bad, but I'm going to trust you. I'm going to choose to trust you and choose that what your word says is true. So as you came to that point, that's the moment for you, correct me if I'm wrong, where I still believe the song came from. Absolutely. So walk walk me through that. um, So, you know, it was all those emotions, all those things, all those questions, everything. And God literally just spoke to my heart and said, you know, I want you to pick up the guitar. And I didn't want to pick my guitar up. Like it's the last thing I wanted to do. And and after the wrestle with him about three times, I kind of like Peter, I need the three times of, of saying something, you know, to get my attention. Um, I picked the guitar up and, and I just wrote my, what I was feeling. And, and if you read the lyrics of this song, it's very much transparent. Scattered words, empty thoughts seem to pour from my heart. I've never felt so torn before. Seems I don't know where to start. But it's now I feel your grace fall like rain. As I was writing, I was feeling like his grace fall like rain. From every fingertip washing away my pain, I started feeling that, that release. And then all I could say was, okay, I still believe in your faithfulness. I still believe in your truth. Uh, even when I cannot see, you know, I still believe. And it's that whole uh, release of surrender. Even though it still doesn't make sense, it's still a surrender. Good. All right. So people need to realize this is like almost 20 years ago for you. Yeah. So, 19 years, February 5th. Wow. All right. So take me to today. Uh, and people, I didn't know that the, uh, that your current wife, Adrian, uh, which uh, I knew, for, I used to do radio, so I knew Benjamin Gate. Um, yeah. So, uh, so, but I didn't know that there, that the connection was there. I didn't know that she saw you in concert. Uh, was all that true? Where she yeah. was like, I was one of those that was affected by the story. That 100% was true. Now, let me give you the timeline difference okay. and where they had to kind of, so she wasn't following my story. She had heard me at a concert that we were at talk about it and sort of asking me more questions about it. And she told me later, I was one of those people that, that was ministered to by Melissa. Mm. And so that was real. It just was a timeline difference. They had her following yeah. more like early in the story yeah. um, just to kind of have some kind of relating, you know, why why she was there. Yeah. Um, but that happened. She's still to this day say that yeah. she was affected. She was one of the lives affected by Melissa. Well, as we wrap today, you guys have written a marriage book together, right? Releases yeah. this year. Tell me about that. Yeah, it's called In Unison. It comes out in April. And honestly, it's just, it's not like a, 
a biography. It's literally just the story of, of things that we've learned in marriage and what God's taught us and biblical principles that we've used. Uh, it's all putting Christ first in our relationship. And that's what we learned through the whole thing. But it's really, it's very transparent, very real, raw. It shares things that we've been through and things that we talk about, um, but gives you the, the tools that we used and learned. Not that we figured it out, but we've learned tools and, and learned through our mistakes and things um, how to walk through marriage. And um, we're still learning. And we're just wanting to share with people what we've learned so far. So Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for your time today. The film is I Still Believe. March 13th is the film and April is the book, right? Yeah, absolutely. April 7th. Awesome, man. Well, what do you want people to walk away with as they watch the film? You know, honestly, we all, everyone's looking for hope in some way. Even believers sometimes, even though they have hope, they're still kind of like, I feel a little hopeless. My hope is that people walk out here going, yeah, just, it's Jesus. It's running to him for everything. And if you don't know Christ, knowing that you have to come to know him to have any sort of hope. If you do, knowing that you have to continue to run to him for that answer and that hope. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate you, bro. The show notes for this episode are available now at makingsundayhappen.com. Hey, guys, again, for resources or group tickets to take your volunteers or anyone to go see this movie, I still believe movie.com. That's I still believe movie.com. Check it out. Great production value. The acting is really great. Gary Sinise is in it. Shania Twain is in it. KJ Appa uh, from the show River, Riverdale is in it. Uh, so you want to check it out. I still believe movie.com. All right. This week we're going to check the mailbag uh, as we have a question this week from Mark Randolph from Silverdale Baptist Church in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Here's Mark's question. Check this out. Hey guys, I'm wondering what you might be doing to help your camera guys get better. Um, I do a pretty good job for the most part, but I'm just trying to help them get to net another level in their expertise to understand how to go get a shot and how to use that shot in the middle of a worship service. I don't know if you have any uh, resources or anything like that that I might not be, be aware of, but uh, I'd certainly be open to hearing what you guys have to offer and have to say. Thanks. Well, thank you so much for your question, Mark. Uh, yes, all right, so I'm gonna give you a few resources to check out, uh, and then I'm gonna talk through a couple of ideas for you, okay? So in the show notes for this episode, at makingsundayhappen.com forward slash 236, that's makingsundayhappen.com forward slash 236, we're gonna be, be posting uh, links to three different blog articles that I think is gonna be, uh, they're gonna be very beneficial for you. Um, as you're training your camera crew. Uh, so again, makingsundayhappen.com forward slash 236. Links to all three of these articles are there for you. Uh, one of those articles is from my friend David Leuschner uh, on using volunteer camera operators uh, and how to achieve a great worship experience or great camera uh, experience from those volunteers. So that article is gonna be linked over there. And then second article is from me uh, and that is a completely free camera training guide for your volunteers. I give you a checklist. I give you um, some uh, notes on how to train your volunteer camera operators. So that's free to you. Uh, and that's the second article. So third article um, is uh, another article from me on some advanced tips for stationary and roaming camera operators. So if you're a director at your church, 
and you want to train your stationary cameras like those on a tripod and also roaming stage cameras uh, this is a great article for you again I give you a checklist of what to walk through uh, during your training uh, material so uh, be sure to grab that again makingsundayhappen.com forward slash 236 alright these articles are going to give you some some tools some resources some ideas for training your camera operators uh, but I want to walk through a couple of those ideas that are in those articles now okay so I can give you some real practical stuff uh, the first thing is to help your director build a puzzle here's what I mean by that you're gonna work shots as your camera uh, as a camera operator you're gonna see what's on screen that your director is taking and you want to set him up for the next shot so this works especially well with slow songs or slow dissolves and fades so if your camera is uh, you have framed your subject let's say that's your worship leader if you put that subject on the left side of your frame or if let me back up and say if you're uh, the shot from your director on screen which you probably can see if you're holding a camera if you can see that they frame the worship leader to the left you want to frame the worship leader to the right you also want to if they're on a close-up you want to be on a wide shot or vice versa okay so you don't want to give the director the same exact shot that another camera has you want to help them build a puzzle so that when you dissolve it's not a person on top of a person it's a wide shot to a close-up or dissolve you also want to like bring in your subject from from somewhere let's say you're you're off in the top left you want to bring your subject in and land them in the left part of your frame or something like that you want to uh, give them uh, something to to go to so that kind of leads into my second thing and that is how to shoot with the end in mind okay this is giving your director an intro or an outro of your shot okay so you can you want to show your director hey I'm gonna go from here and I'm gonna land on the worship leader so keep doing that hey I'm gonna go from here I'm gonna land on the worship leader because your director backstage is watching all the shots and if I'm directing I'm gonna see what you're do what you're showing me I'm gonna go I like that one I like that one hold that for just a second and I'm gonna come to you all right one all right I'm bringing in one right now make your move one that kind of thing okay so you're you're one helping your director build a puzzle and you're two shooting with the end in mind meaning you're shooting with knowing where you're gonna land the shot before the shot comes to you okay so the third thing that I would suggest when you're training your camera operators is how to serve more prepared here's what I mean by that you want to teach your camera operators to listen to playback or to watch rehearsal so if you're uh, doing a run-through or rehearsal on a Wednesday night let's just say your audio guy needs to record that rehearsal and that run-through and you need to post that on planning center and you need to have your camera operators or volunteers listen to that playback before Sunday okay and you can actually check on it in Planning Center to see if they do it okay and you probably want to encourage that hey guys last week I posted the uh, posted the audio file of the uh, the run-through from Wednesday night and I noticed that no one watched it no one listened to it so I want to encourage you please 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 listen to the playback so that you know what is coming this Sunday okay you also want to encourage them to read through the production notes you are sending them production notes before Sunday uh, remember that so you want to include that in your email so you want to have your camera operators 
uh, look through those production notes before Sunday. You also want them to study Planning Center. So you don't want to walk them to walk in and, oh, oh, what are we doing? You want to encourage them during the week, hey, I'm posting this on Planning Center, the flow is up there, I want to encourage you, know when we're doing this song, how it flows into the next thing, how it flows into the next thing. You want them very familiar with your flow before you walk into Sunday. Okay, so those are three tips for you, Mark. Uh, one is helping your director build a puzzle. Two, teaching them how to shoot with the end in mind. And three, teach them to serve more prepared. So you're preparing them for Sunday. All right? So again, go to makingsundayhappen.com forward slash 236. And articles, I laid this out even more. All three of those articles will be a huge help for you. Well, I hope these resources really help you, Mark. I really appreciate the, the question, man. Thank you so much for sending it in. Well, I want you to, uh, for all the show notes for today's episode, I want you to go to that same website, makingsundayhappen.com forward slash 236. All the show notes, all the links I just mentioned, all that will be there. Um, so please be sure to check that out. And also, while you're listening and watching the podcast, especially while you're listening to it, if you're listening on iTunes or Google Play or wherever you consume podcasts, I would love for you to leave a rating and review of our podcast. It would really help us in the uh, rating uh, system that the uh, podcast platforms have, um, and it will help us get this content out to more people. So that's the goal. The podcast is completely free. We want to help churches uh, and you make Sunday happen at your church. So please uh, do that for us if you would, if you have a minute this week. Well, thank you guys so much for listening and watching. I can't wait for you to see the next few weeks of the podcast. We have some fantastic interviews with people like Kay Arthur and Kevin Sorbo and actress Ashley Bratcher and Justin Dean and Kenny Chang and more. It's all coming up the next few weeks on the show. All right, so I want you guys to go out there and create some incredible worship experiences this weekend. I'll catch you next week. Making Sunday Happen is a production of the Ministry of 1230 Media. For show notes, archive episodes, and more free resources for your church, visit makingsundayhappen.com.